Welcome to Saturn's Return, a podcast that isn't just about astrology, but also about our lived experiences. I'm Tiffany Diane So. The song that you just heard is Fiona Apple's Shadow Boxer from her 1996 album title. I remember being younger and playing the song over and over again anytime I was upset. And Fiona just has this way of really speaking directly to the pain and angst of coming to age as a young woman and I feel like recently I've recognized that I'm going through another turning point in my life and I thought I'd revisit the album and you know what? It really holds up. I feel like Saturn Returns is a moment in your life where you're just taking stock of everything and so sometimes that means looking into the past, be it the music that you listened to, the books that you read, or the people that you loved. It's just really interesting to look back on who you used to be, who you are now, and maybe it could help you learn more about who you will be in the future. Joining me for the second episode of this podcast is Gina Cumbo, a photographer who spearheaded the Changemaker series, which highlights hardworking progressive women, as well as We Met on the Internet, which features real-life couples who met through digital platforms, anywhere from MySpace to Jacked to the Craigslist free section, you name it. Without further ado, here's the interview. All right. I'm really excited to have in the studio today my second interviewee, Gina Cumbo. Um, Gina Cumbo is a photographer and a just all around badass woman <laughs> who's just kind of like taking over Brooklyn. And I have been lucky to know her for, oh my gosh, I think I've known you for at least like, like five years now. Yeah, right? I, yeah. yeah. I met you through Lady Gun, yep. and I started Lady Gun in like 2013. So mm-hmm. right on. <laughs> yeah, yep. and you've uh, photographed for them for even longer than I've been a part of it. So. I have. I would also like to let you introduce yourself. Like, um, how do you describe yourself? What do you do? How old are sure. you? Hello, I am Gina Cumbo. I am a photographer. Um, I have been in New York for quite a long time now with a brief stint in L.A. I photograph people. Um, I really love photographing people that do interesting things, and I primarily shoot fashion and portraits. Awesome. Um, and so I just want to get right into it. First of all, before this, did you know what Saturn Returns was? I did. I love astrology. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That's good. And so whenever you were looking back on it, you were like, I remember having a really intense Saturn return. Yeah, but I didn't know about it until like after I had gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of funny given like 
the things that happened then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it would have been helpful for you to have like probably had the framework while it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just give me like a very brief summary of what happened between your like 27th and 31st year. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so I moved to New York City when I was 25. Mm-hmm. Um, just briefly before that. I got a master's degree and I was a, an adjunct professor teaching photography and like co-running a coffee shop and like stuff like that. And then I come to New York and there's a whole bunch of my friends from undergrad and I started hanging out with friends from college. And so at 27, I was living in an apartment like in the heart of Williamsburg and we threw a lot of parties and I was photo assisting and kind of figuring out my New York life, but it was like really kind of like I didn't yet have a specific direction and New York definitely like I went from being a whale in a puddle Mm. in Buffalo to just being like a minnow in this giant sea of New York City Mm -hmm. here. So at 27, I was still doing that. Yeah. And wait, and so you moved from Buffalo? Yes, I moved from Buffalo. You, is that where you grew up? No, I, I grew up in Rochester, but they're kind of similar. Okay. Blue collar, self deprecating, <laughs> um, kind of falling apart and proud of it sort of cities. Um, yeah. But yeah, but they're both kind of having a renaissance now, especially Buffalo. Um, but yeah, so, and yeah. but there is so, like, I grew up so very blue collar. In New York City is just I went to undergrad in Connecticut, which was my first like experience of like, oh, people have money. What's (laughs) that? Um, But then like I didn't know like what a trust fund was until I moved to New York City and just like Mm. that whole like I got very overwhelmed and like I felt very defeated and small Mm. when I first came to New York City just because of my background and my confidence and Mm. all sorts of things. Very understandable. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So tell me about what happened after that. So, (laughs) okay. So I'm just not going to be shy and admit the fact that I've always kind of suffered with a degree of um, mental health issues and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not shy about it. Just is what it is. Um, there's a history of it in my family. My mom was bipolar, unfortunately. So mm. I grew up with her dealing with even more extreme highs and lows, which I'm very grateful that I didn't end up getting that. So I think mm. all in all, I'm, I'm pretty lucky um, that I just I deal with minor depressions from not from time to time, um, mm. but more so in my 20s and early 30s. Um, And then when I was 28, I, um, oh, and also other (laughs) backstory, I lost my mom. My mom passed away from cancer when I was 19. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and the combination of her having depression Mm -hmm. really bad and like um, her being sick. And so basically I've discovered that I've had unresolved issues with loss, Mm -hmm. but then, um, So I had a really bad breakup when I was 28 um, Mm -hmm. and and got really depressed. And in high insight, I realized that like it had more to do with just me and my issues with loss. Mm -hmm. Um, But it took me a while to figure that stuff out. Like I definitely didn't figure it out like right at 20. Like I I made progress, but like Mm -hmm. so 
what I did in my earnestness, um, one of my my cousin that I'm closest to lived in L.A. at the time. And I had been assisting in New York for like four and a half, five years. And I just thought, like, I'm going to pick up and move to L.A. now and everything's going to be great. Mm. And I'm going to be a photographer. I'm not going to assist anymore. So I literally started like mailing my stuff to L.A. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No job, no plan. Kind of very similar to how I moved to New York with no job and no plan. But just... That mm-hmm. was how I did things. And so I moved to L.A. At, um, and was this 29. very much like a post-breakup? Like- kind of. It was like not immediate, but like mm-hmm. I fell into this depression and then I moved to a loft in Bushwick. And it was just kind of like floating along and nothing was hitting and I wasn't really mm-hmm. coming out of my um, funk And I just thought if I just completely like flipped my life over that that would be the thing. And it was very much as cliche as it sounds. I went to L.A. and like that saying, like, wherever you go, there you are. So I went to L.A. and was very depressed in L.A. (laughs) But on the upside, I did get a really great job. Um, I ended up working for a famous photographer, and that was a really cool experience. And I traveled with her and got to do a lot of things. Um, But I was barely scraping by because it wasn't like a great salary mm-hmm. and I also got like bad advice to like lease a new car and because it was LA and you have to drive mm-hmm. everywhere <laughs> so I did that so I had like all these expenses that were just you know and I thought LA was going to be cheaper than New York but it kind of wasn't with the car and then um so I moved back to Brooklyn mm-hmm. because I had more connections and it was easier for me to assist Mm -hmm. and at least make a proper day rate. And so, but it was just kind of funny because like I left New York thinking like, I'm not going to assist anymore. And I ended up taking a job (laughs) as a full-time assistant just Mm -hmm. for somebody that was more well-known and established. Right, right. You know, um, so then I came back to New York at 31 Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, started assisting again. And like, (laughs) I remember even like contemplating, like, I don't know if this is working photography and if I can do this and like thinking maybe I should go to nursing school because I actually went to college for biology for the first two years, Mm -hmm. left with a painting degree, as you do. (laughs) My parents are, well, my dad, you know, could give a shit, but like, they're just like, what the F are you doing? But, you know, I did not go to nursing school. I stuck it out and gradually made my way out of assisting and to shooting more. But and now you yeah. do survive. I survive. Thrive, I hope, yes. as a as yes. a freelance photographer. I do. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, what did make you decide to like move back to New York? I mean, I know you said that you felt like you had more connections here, but was there just something that was calling you back? Here? Yeah. What happened is um, Lauren, the photographer I was working for, had a job in New York, and at that point, it had been like ten months since I had left New York. Mm-hmm. And I came here and it was just like stupid things like there's bodegas, <laughs> you can walk like mm-hmm. my friends. And like I was pretty lucky that like I felt like my cousin was in L.A. and I moved in with a friend and I had some like built in people mm-hmm. support system straight away in L.A. But they weren't my real people. It's like I'm sarcastic and like have a dark sense of humor. Mm. And I just kind of felt 
I feel yeah. more at home on the East Coast. Like, your I aura, love L.A. Yeah. You have yeah. a New York aura. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, I love L.A. They have the better weather. I'll give them that. And I kind of um, wish that I could, like, be bi-coastal. I guess that's, like, kind of a goal. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I belong here, yeah. I feel like. So I came back, and um, one of my good friends had a room in her apartment. So, and my lease was up. So it was either, like get a sign a new lease in LA and commit to being there for another year mm-hmm. or slip into Emily's apartment for mm-hmm. great rent and just go and and then plus two one of the photographers I used to work for needed a printer so like somebody to print so I ended up having like a lot of work for her straight away so that was great yeah, so I came back here. Are you one of those people who, did you, like, bring everything back with you, or do you, like, get rid of everything? I got start? rid of so much. Okay. Um, and it, I think that's a great thing to do. Like, moving across country will definitely make you get rid of your shit. <laughs> um, so that was helpful. And also, I moved back in that elusive Toyota Yaris that I leased, which is, a like, a roller skate of a car. So it was only, <laughs> like, stuff that could fit in there that came back with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and so do you feel like with these like moves also, was there also like a more metaphoric, you know, like letting go of baggage or do you feel like you kind of took it all with you anyway? Um, cause you kind said of you're a little yeah, of suffering from depression and Yeah. Loss. I mean, um, it's funny about like, I learned about, I don't remember exactly when I learned about the Saturn return thing. I am 40 now. I don't know if I said that in the beginning. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it took, I mean, I don't, you know, it could be coincidence and just like life journey and all that stuff. Astrology is fun. But, you know, of course, take all that stuff with a grain of salt. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been, I've been in and out of therapy and it's helped a ton. Um, But like, I think that just like knowing that like, hey, like, um, I don't know. I wish somebody like would have made me deal with my early, like my teenage and childhood things mm-hmm. at an earlier age. Cause I think I, I think I'm a slow bloomer or a late bloomer mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, and that like, I didn't like, I knew that, you know, that my mom dying was a big deal, mm-hmm. but I never really processed it. I'm the kind of person that, like, just keeps on going, mm-hmm. and I took as many credits, like, quintessential Lisa Simpson, like, overachiever, taking as many credits as I could in college, going mm-hmm. straight from undergrad to grad school, mm-hmm. trying to just, like, keep my head down and, like, keep myself so busy that I couldn't... think about the real stuff so then they creeped out during like hardships like for me the breakups were a trigger like a couple of times I had breakups that just you know now that I'm older and can like I don't think it has anything to do with being older I think it just has to do with experience like looking back it's like oh okay yeah that guy was fine (laughs) or whatever but the the deepness of that depression had more to do with unresolved things in my own past and mm-hmm. self than that person yeah. specifically. 
So you mentioned going in and out of therapy during this time frame, though, like, you know, when you're going through the whole bad breakup, the like realization of depression and loss and moving back and forth. Were you going to therapy then? I did try it at the time. I remember after that breakup, the one that happened when I was 28. I do remember trying therapy, but it was like New York City sliding scale Mm. pre Obamacare, like this is how much you pay. And I also remember her not being very good and very <laughs> Freudian and mm. being um, being very uh, defensive of the Freudian things. And But I also specifically remember her trying to like equate everything to my dad. And hmm. my dad has his own issues, but I think that more of my issues come from my mom. Mm. Um My mom was great. I feel like I'm painting a bad picture of my mom. But, like, you know, she had things with the mental health and the cancer that weren't her fault. But Mm -hmm. that being young and then my parents were divorced and my brother's much older than me. So it was just me there Mm -hmm. to deal with it. And so and then the other adults in my life didn't really didn't really realize that I needed help because mm. I always like would put on a brave face and do good in school and, mm-hmm. you know, be on honor roll and like yeah all that happy horse shit, be playing soccer like eight days a week. And like so it looked like I had my shit together from the outside. But on the inside, I was still I was still a kid. I was a teenager. Yeah. And so, you know. You, you got to deal with your stuff. I guess that's the <sighs> advice that I would give anyone that's like approaching their Saturn return or like just or any like aside from the whole astrology thing anybody that's like approaching like a change or questioning like should I make this big move in my life yeah question why you're doing it um and like really like look at your own past and self and like as much as I resented the therapist that was all Freudian there's like there's a reason why everybody knows Freud's name and it's because he's kind of (laughs) right I see yeah so you would yeah you'd mentioned being like a late bloomer Mm -hmm. Um, and so do you mean that in a way where it comes to just kind of like figuring yourself out in your journey or I think so yeah like I mean, in some ways, I've always known that I wanted to do photography. Um, I know I said that I was majoring in biology, but um, I majored in biology, but I like very much wanted to major in art. And like mm-hmm. by the time, it's funny because by the time I was 19 and then that same year my mom passed, I knew I wanted to do photography. And um, so like I've known that, but like I think any creative person um, or when you're pursuing a creative field as your employment or livelihood, like it really takes a while to figure out like your voice and stuff. And I was very um, impressionable to like people telling me, you need to do this, you need to do that. Like, um, like for example, when I came to New York, like I was told I had to photo assist mm-hmm. and like, yeah, that's a way to do it. That's a way to get into stuff, but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just an example of, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I had to figure myself out and like, I don't know, like I've had like highs and lows. Like my career hasn't been just like a steady upward crawl. It's been more like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like when I was young, I had a lot of success in Buffalo and like, 
did well in the art world there in the early 2000s and like and then um like I said like came here and really wanted to pursue the commercial side of things but didn't really know anything about that world because the schools that I went to were so art school mm-hmm. like in the most like cliche <laughs> I don't know you know like our thoughts didn't matter unless you had some like Hegel or like some mm-hmm. French dead philosopher to back up your mm-hmm. thinking. And um, I remember when I was in grad school, like everybody standing at a podium and doing a presentation and like referencing a philosopher and showing a clip of um, a Christmas story, the leg lamp scene, because my MFA was all about proletarian culture. And um, I think that's why I did so good back then because that was what I knew Mm -hmm. like as like you know I know they say that to writers but I think it's true for visual artists too like that was what I grew up very like blue collar and like rough and tumble and I was photographing people that like Mm -hmm. in their homes and like showing them as them and Mm -hmm. I think it was successful because there was very much a lot of me Mm -hmm. in that and then when I came to New York I started trying to do the work that I thought people wanted to see Mm -hmm. and the work that I thought would get me hired and Mm -hmm. um, thinking like, oh, I need to do basic still life and I need to shoot events and do this and do that. And like, it's important. And, you know, and then there's the whole balance of make money and like, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes this race of like, I have to pay rent. And like, (laughs) what is my art about? And I can't do both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah kind of, but yeah. now you've kind of like come right back around though because yeah. with your change maker series mm-hmm. which um in case anyone doesn't know change makers <laughs> is a series that gina does with uh you have a partner in this? yes um i did that series with um a producer mary dove who heads the lean in new york chapter and the writer was camille sardina and she did all the interviews for the women in that series and it features 33 women that are just doing progressive, amazing kick butt things. And Mm -hmm. that whole project was about um, all the um, so now what kind of feeling that people were left with after the last election. Mm -hmm. And um, it's no secret. I'm Eileen liberal Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, but but I don't like pouting and like just complaining so like that project was meant to show that like being proactive is your best defense Mm -hmm. when like the shit hits the fan like instead of just like whining about crap on Facebook like get up and be proactive and do something yeah Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so during your Saturn return without the help of you know like a good therapist um, and you know you said that you kind of like went between like having a strong community in New York to like kind of having like a more lackluster one or, you know, one that you just didn't quite vibe with as well. Yeah, I just kind of dove into it. How do you feel like you survived? You know, was there music that you were listening to? Was there like books you were reading or was there any way that you like can really comprehend like how you got through this? (laughs) Well, probably my cousin Jen was a big part of it. She's like a sister to me Mm -hmm. and she was there. So she was great. Music wise, it was the... Mid two thousands ish, it's definitely listening to a lot of um, Block Party. <laughs> um, what else was I listening to then? Right. Um, hmm. MGMT. So upbeat music, yeah. dance music. Yeah, I've always loved music. Um, 
Yeah, so music like definitely keeps me going. Just um Yeah, I think my own desire to just like keep creating, like that's kind of been mm-hmm. my saving grace too. Like anytime I'm depressed or I don't know what I'm doing, like just and I think that's probably good advice too to any creative. Like you might not know exactly like what you're getting at, but like keep making stuff mm. and like like I would keep shooting and like planning shoots like helped me so much like when I was in a funk um, I was like all right just like what can you do but keep going mm-hmm. you know so like just giving myself keeping busy and yeah, yeah you know I mean I guess that still goes back to like you know 19 year old Gina sure, and being yeah. like all right I'm just gonna go and succeed and not dwell yeah, on right yeah, like depression yeah I think it's important to deal with your problems for sure but also dwelling on them isn't really gonna do you any favors after a certain point too yeah so you gave advice to people who you know maybe going through their own Saturn return or any other junction of their life um, but what advice would you give past Gina if you could <sighs> Calm the fuck down. Um, Sorry, can I swear on this? Yeah, Um, I think it's fine. (laughs) I don't know. I was just so emo. I mean, I'm still kind of emotional and like dramatic, but um, everything was just always so life or death for me, like so fatalistic. I don't know. I don't know exactly where that comes from. You know, like I agree. I I, um, was saying how like the Freudian stuff is true, but I think think in a way like I've always just been like a dramatic person even when I was a small child um Hmm. so yeah just calm down like the sun will come up tomorrow or you know like not everything is so life or death and like yeah yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I think that all of this is so inspirational to me because you know obviously I've known you for years now and I've always seen you as this very like you know, spunky, upbeat, energetic person who like has this ridiculous amount of energy to like do personal projects plus like paid work plus like, you know, carry on relationships and go surfing and play games and sports (laughs) and stuff. And like, it's just really, it's, it's, yeah, it's always for me really interesting to like learn about and hear about someone's more like introverted life and knowing that, you know, you also like struggle with depression and the ways that you deal with it. Because, yeah, I think that sometimes, um, you know, especially with depression, like the um, the instinct is to just kind of like hide away and mm-hmm. to like not be productive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't I think I'm lucky in a way that like when I'm depressed, I only kind of crawl away in a hole for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm a talker. So, like, That's I good. will reach out to the people I'm closest to and also just. Mm-hmm. I think, too, because keeping busy has always been my that's been my coping mechanism since I was small Mm -hmm. to keep busy. So and I do have a lot of energy. I'm just a spaz. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, people often think I'm younger than I am, I think, because I'm always doing something. But or maybe it's because my hair is blue. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's a very enviable quality. I've always wished that I could like just be more energetic, um, which is something that is I think, eh. hard to change about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are who you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there's, you know, there's something to be said for being like more thoughtful, too. And like I admire people that like 
I kind of dive in headfirst to things a lot, like how I was saying, like how I moved to LA and I moved mm. to New York with like no plan and like not enough savings. <laughs> and like, you know, I admire people that are more methodic and thoughtful about things, whereas I'm, I'm a do now, think later mm. kind of person. I think I've gotten better about that mm -hmm. in time, but like, um, yeah. yeah, you yeah. have to have a balance. Yeah, 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 both are good because yeah. sometimes you can like be too intentional, too methodical and not right. get anything done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And sometimes it's great to just like do it, but you know, right. obviously, mm -hmm. you know, some thoughtfulness is good. Yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay, well, this was such a great conversation. Thank Yay. you so much for talking to me about all this. I would You're love welcome. to continue picking your brain sure. as, you know, a just... I don't know, awesome woman who's doing awesome things. <laughs> and I feel like I'm probably you in those, like, however many years ago that was. <laughs> um, but ten. Yeah. Wow, oh I can't gosh. believe that was, like, ten years ago. I know. I don't Weird. I don't see you as someone who's ten years older than me. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so tell us how we can find you online or any of your projects. Oh, um, I'm super easy to find because apparently I have a strange name. <laughs> um um, my website is ginacumbo.com. It's J-E-N-A-C-U-M M as in Mary and B-O. Um, that's the nasally Rochester accent I have. We basically always sound like we have a sinus infection. Um, but yeah, you can find me on my website. My Instagram is also just my name. And those are the only w ones I do. My Facebook is private and... Um, <laughs> Don't add her on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, I don't care, but like I probably won't notice. Um, but yeah, but you can follow me on Instagram. Check out my website. And that's the best way. All right, thank All right. you again. Welcome, thanks, Tiffany. All right, bye. Did you have a particularly interesting Saturn's return, or are you going through it right now? Reach out to me on Twitter, where you can find me at Tiffany Diane without the E. That's spelled T I F F A N Y D I A N to nominate yourself or someone you know. Again, this has been Saturn's Return. I'm Tiffany Diane So. Thank you for listening.